And so I had two different Facebook Messenger things with you. Is one associated with the ministry and one not or something? The one, the Facebook message that I recently sent was for the ACIM study group. Hmm. Yeah, there's nothing on the one. Let me see. Yeah, there's nothing on the one. I just sent a picture to it. See, I think I have two. Okay. And yeah, I have two. One, the more current picture, I think. Yeah, there's nothing, no message on it since. Oh, yeah, you sent me that happy dance. <laughs> Is that the one you use more? Hi, Elvis. Hey. Kim? Emily? Yep, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. I'm wondering if Jennifer might be a little late because I think she had her um, workshop. And, and we just finished about, uh, I mean, not even 10 minutes ago. So I'm sure she had to pee. And so it'll, it'll be a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could, we could pray in. Would you all be okay with that? Yeah. Oh, there she is. Hey. Hey. Just finished the uh, forgiveness workshop. Elizabeth was there. Yeah, well, let's start with a prayer. So grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our heart and in our mind. Thank you and thank you. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the pure, perfect love that shines in our hearts and in our minds. So grateful, so thankful for the infinite intelligence in which we live and move and have our being. So grateful that right where we are, healing is happening. We're opening ourselves to the fullness of love shining and revealing itself. We're opening ourselves to a purification, a clarification that is happy-making, grace-filled, joyful. We share the benefits with everyone, all our clients, all our loved ones. In gratitude, we let the healing be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yeah. So, let's see here. Who has a question? Anything about your um, uh, clients, your own session work, your own consciousness? What's, what would you like to discuss? 
Yep, you can unmute yourself there, Araba. Hi, Jennifer, thank you. Yeah. Hello, ladies. Lovely all to see. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you, Jennifer, about um, the activations, just the pre-activation training with Cal and activation sessions and where I was, and whether that is happening as um, for my own personal and spiritual development, or was that part of our SCT training to move from, you know, move into doing activation sessions? I was confused by the MMA. Yeah, it's not part of your training, but it's uh, an opportunity to learn and grow through doing it, if you like. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody have anything else going on you'd like to bring up or share? Linda? I just wanted to add with the, with the pre-activations happening between um, Christmas and New Year's, if those who are doing activation sessions could add some extra time for those folks that will be scheduling their um, activation sessions during that week. For some reason, your very your camera is um, very fuzzy. I wonder if you're <laughs> is that better. Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know. It might be my internet connection. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Anybody have anything you'd like to ask about or share regarding anything that's come up in a counseling session or proceeding forth in your counseling work? Any other kinds of questions, concerns, or ahas, breakthroughs, insights? I do. Yeah. So I haven't really been doing a lot in my my spiritual counseling. Um, so I, I I think originally there was a was there a three year time limit, and what do I need to do? Do I need to talk to you about extending that, or what do we need? What do I need to do? Do I need to do anything? <laughs> well. Um... Yes, that time limit was so that if someone took the intention, uh, the intensive rather, and took Masterful Living and then 10 years later wanted to come back and be certified, um, that, that, you know, some kind of big long gap like that, um, I wouldn't have uh, be really clear about where they were in their training in their consciousness and so that would make it hard to certify them so uh that's the reason for putting that time limit on people and yes it can be extended and so yes we could 
definitely speak about that and and on a case-by-case uh, -case basis. So you did the intensive in 2016, right? So this coming May would be three years, right? Okay. Yeah. So we've got about six months. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to pressure myself. <laughs> That's good. I think that's smart. That's wise. So I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I have to do that. So I'm just asking right now. Okay. Do you have a follow-up question or does that feel like it answers to you? I'll email you. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else have something they'd like to bring up or share? Sure. I think I have a couple of different questions, uh, Jennifer. Oh, hang on, Emily. You just got unmuted. Oh, there you are. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so the first thing I wanted to share is that I had my first client that contacted me from my bio. So that was really awesome and really, I was very honored just to kind of provide that session for them. But I also felt all over the place during that session. I felt like I was kind of asking a lot of questions and they weren't talking that much. They weren't speaking that much. And I kind of just wanted to see about other people's experiences with their first clients and um, just if anything comes up that anyone could speak to in regards to feeling centered and clear. Yeah. Well, let, let me go first. And I, I think that um, I can remember having sessions like that, feeling like, why is this person coming to me when they, it's like pulling teeth to find out what's going on with them. Um, but that's how it is with some people. And um, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just where they are in that moment. So, um, do you have any specifics that you can remember, Emily, such as you asked a very open, do you, do you remember the kinds of questions you were asking? Um, I asked her, let me just think about it for just a second. Take your time. I guess she described that she was having complications in her marriage. And so I asked her how she was feeling, like what were the feelings that were coming up oh, that's in great. regards to that. And she did answer that. So I tried to get some of the judgments from her. So mm -hmm. If she stays in this relationship, how is she judging herself? And if she leaves this relationship, how is she, like, what would she think about herself? Mm -hmm. And did you get uh, some just short answers or not much that you could work with? 
Yes, and I guess the feeling is also that she, I think she had taken Masterful Living year one a while back. And it almost felt like she, it almost felt like she was looking for a different tool to work with, if that makes sense. So when I kind of offered some things that she could work with, there was a little bit of feeling of like, "Mm, yeah, well, and I just didn't really feel like I was helping her. And she hasn't filled out a survey, and that was about a week ago. So I sent a follow-up email today, just, you know, checking in with her and also providing the link again. Good. Um, so what were some of the things that you recommended? A forgiveness letter and working with... Um, Willingness affirmations. All right. So when she was sort of non-responsive, did you, since she had done Masterful Living, did you ask her, uh, did you find out that she had already written some letters or she was resistant to that? Did you have any sense of that? Well, I asked her if she had any questions and if she felt that those would be helpful to her and she did say yes. You know, a lot of times you can ask people things like, do you have any sense of Because a lot of people, they, they already know, uh, well, everybody, they already know on some level. Uh, they just may not be conscious of it. They may not be able to comprehend it in the moment. But the, the wisdom is within them. So getting them to think about it, to consider it, is a lot of what they're coming to counseling for. Mm -hmm. Can you ask that again? Because when you asked the question, my phone froze. (laughs) Sure, sure. So you you can ask questions like, um, what do you think the root cause might be? Okay. You know, or what is the, um, do you have any sense of how you're contributing to this challenge? Um, Did you feel that she wasn't that talkative with you? She just was kind of giving you short answers or? I got that sense a little bit. I definitely feel like I did more talking than I would have liked. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, the other question I had is she brought up um, the issue in her, one of the issues in her marriage is that her her husband felt that she couldn't leave or else he would commit suicide. And I just didn't know if there's anything I should do beyond what I told her, I guess. So I'm just, because um, I know who you're talking about. So I'm just listening to my own inner guidance here. Was she able to 
really explain how she felt. Now, and I want to say as a, a caveat here for everyone, uh, there are quite a number of people that really have a hard time explaining how they feel. You know, it's like if you were to ask me, how does my car work? I, I as you may have heard me say, I can say, well, it has something to do with gasoline and sparking and combustion. But beyond that, I, I don't have any idea how it works. You know, I turn the key or I just press the button and it works. So um, a lot of people can be like that when it comes to their feelings. Like, how do, you, how do I feel? I feel sad. Um, so one of the greatest gifts we can give to people in spiritual counseling is to give them a forum to really feel their feelings. Because I would say the majority of people are actually really resistant and afraid to feel their feelings. So giving them a safe, safe space to feel their feelings is so, so helpful to them. Did you um, feel like you uh, heard from her how she felt? Um, as you're saying that, I kind of don't really feel like I tapped into her feelings because she said things like she would be better off without him, but that's not exactly a feeling. That's not like anger, sadness, upset. It's just, you know, a thought, an opinion. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times with the first session with the client, it's, um, it's really about just giving that, allowing there to be rapport and for the client to really express uh, what they're feeling, that they might not be aware of what they're thinking, that they might not be aware of, and for them to really have a greater clarity of what they're actually experiencing. And so asking them questions about how they feel and what they're, what they're thinking, uh, what they'd like and what they wouldn't like, just getting that kind of clarity can be very, very helpful to people. So um, it's understandable that you might have really focused on providing some tools or some uh, other thing um, for them. Uh, but it's, it's natural for most of us early on in spiritual counseling to be uh, clearing out this idea for us to be clearing out this idea that we have to fix somebody or even that we have to help them uh, and for me it's been it was a real journey to really understand spirits gonna guide it's gonna be perfect and I don't have to figure anything out I don't have to fix or heal anyone that I can just be present with them in a loving way and that will be helpful to them. So, um, it's easy to get into a space of feeling like, uh, I wasn't that helpful. I should have done, been able to do more some people are very recalcitrant too, and they are um, challenging to uh, uh, 
just to relate to in a certain way. So giving yourself uh, a break from the idea that should have been more helpful and instead being in that place of um, spirit is the one that's helpful and I'm being guided. And let it be okay that you're learning how to listen to spirit in that circumstance you know, the first few sessions, you're going to be, un- uh, most people are going to be understandably nervous or uncomfortable. And just let that be okay. You don't have to um, be the best counselor in the whole world right from the beginning. And it's okay that you're learning. People, you know, they have a list of counselors there. She picked you. You were the perfect one for her. We have to trust that that's how God works. And you had an intention to be helpful. So, and you prayed at the beginning, you prayed at the end? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And did you pray for yourself before the session? Yes. All right. Then we just trust that it, it was perfect. And... We, we, we may not understand exactly how perfect it is, but still it can be perfect. I wonder if anybody else would like to share something with Emily about their first few sessions. Carla and then Linda. Yeah, I had one client that didn't feel like I was helpful <laughs> I kind of said that and that I had was very very negative very determined to feel this that they were looking perceiving themselves a certain way okay and I really left the meeting thinking I wasn't very helpful and and now I see that person and they're really shifted. So I don't know. I, I go, I don't know if I was helpful, but it, it doesn't matter. I know. I just see that they shifted. They got what they wanted. They came to me, right? And so I didn't see it. I just trusted, did my best to trust it. And it seems sounds like you prepared yourself well. Mm-hmm. So. That's great. Thank you, Carla. Linda? Yeah, I can recall having uh, a couple of sessions at the very beginning where I felt that I was not helpful, that I was judging the session as not being very good. (laughs) And then afterwards I would hear back from those people or I would read their, um, Oh my gosh. The word just like, 
Yes. <laughs> and they would have so many wonderful things to say about their session. So I feel like uh, in the beginning, there were, there were several times when I was projecting my own self-judgments onto the session and onto my experience of them and their experience of the session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, thank you, Linda. Hey, Laura, you wanna share? I was gonna, I shared this at the community call last night and um, I had a session with somebody that anytime I asked him a question, they would say, that's not it. And they would go on to something else and they would say, that's not it. And they'd go on to something else. And I just let it go each time. And at the end of the session, the person looked at me and said, thank you so much. That's the first time I've ever been comfortable saying, no, that's not it. And, and stating what my preference was, that was really powerful for me. So I was just like, sure. <laughs> I had no idea like what the session was about and I wouldn't have ever guessed it it was about that but that was the gift that the person was given so yeah yeah that's great Lauren thank you for that and it reminds me I think I had a session with somebody a long 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 time ago right in the beginning where the person it was kind of one of those things where let's just say Let's say I was talking about how to make chocolate chip cookies and they would say something like, um, but I don't understand how that's related to dogs. And I'd be like, um, well, we're not talking about dogs. We're talking about making chocolate chip cookies. Right. Okay. All right. You know, and then, we'd be talking about how to turn on the oven and things like that. Well, what about if you have children running around and they, they want to play on the floor? I'm like, well, in the kitchen when you're baking cookies? No, no, just generally in life. Like everything felt kind of disjointed. Like I, and let's just say this person was having these, physical experiences that were very challenging and um, hurtful, like their body was rejecting them in some way. And um, they had tremendous healing from the session. And I know it was because of the prayer. Because I didn't feel like there was any comprehension that was happening on uh, uh, let's say an intellectual level, like I just didn't feel like I was being able to communicate with someone who was understanding what I was saying. And, uh, but I just had to trust that God knew what it was doing in a perfect way. And the person was like, oh my God, that was so helpful to me. I totally stopped having those attacks. Thank you so much. And I was, I was just, I was like, well, that's good proof for me that I don't know, you know, I, I don't need to judge or evaluate anything. I can just trust in the power of the prayer. So it was a very, very good experience for me. 
And uh, I, I think that's part of spiritual counseling. So you know how at the intensive, we talk about throughout every day, and we really start with it is one of the biggest issues to being a successful spiritual counselor is being able to recognize that uh, we have to get our own unworthiness out of the way and that our clients are going to help us do that and that that's a perfect marriage that God is providing to us, that our own desire to be helpful does require us to get out of the way in terms of thinking that, uh, it should be different or uh, that uh, we should know what we're doing and uh, that just beyond our need to be in control or feel in control or to even feel like we know what we're doing, just beyond that is the healing and the power of love leading us and guiding us. So it's so much about our surrender in the moment and giving up any attachment to thinking that we're doing the healing or we have to know what we're doing. Giving up all of these things is critical to our success and our clients provide us with the perfect opportunity to do that. And that's really what I hear you saying, Emily. So it sounds perfect in its way. And you can continue to pray for that person. I really encourage you to do that. And, um, and to pray that they, they find their way to making positive decisions that uh, are extremely loving and fruitful for them. Mm -hmm. Is this helpful? Do you have any other questions or thoughts, Emily, about this? Well, I just want to thank everyone for their shares because those were really helpful to me. And it definitely made me realize something that I want to work on in my own personal sessions. Because I think, um, also I had written a forgiveness letter about this, I think yesterday or the day before. Um, and I think I have an issue with he feeling clear about the guidance because years, I think like seven years ago when I first started meditating, I had this really dark night of the soul experience that came out of nowhere like two weeks later. And I think since that experience, it makes me anxious in a way because in my mind I can get very still and quiet but not long enough to feel like guidance is there and so that's something that I definitely want to do my own work around because I think there's still fear from that original experience mm -hmm. yeah beautiful yep that's really good awareness Emily yeah, and there's not a one of us, I don't think, that our ego isn't going to get in there and be criticizing and telling us, oh, we're not very good, we should do. But this is our opportunity to heal that, uh, those thoughts and that, those attachments, those beliefs and those patterns. And in doing so, we bring benefit to everyone, including the client that's with us in that moment. And so it's, I, I just can't emphasize enough that I do feel that it is a natural part of our work that we're having a healing in the process. 
and that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, because I don't think anyone in this group is going to uh, use the clients for our healing. That's not what any of us would do. Uh, and there's nothing to feel guilty about if we feel like we actually had more benefit than the client. We, God has arranged it in a miraculous way and we just, we really can learn to rest in that. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Emily. Hey, Lori, I know we had some things we wanted to bring up. Do you um, want to bring those up now? Sure. Um, let me put my video on. Um, we wanted to talk about the maximum of 25 activation sessions being allowed toward the 111. Mm -hmm. And um, we had talked about this and the activation sessions are very different than spiritual counseling sessions. And the feeling was that in the 111, you, with spiritual counseling, you ask questions and you listen. And with activation sessions, it's a script. So you're doing something very different. They're embodying and envisioning something. And so you really allow you to have the maximum number of spiritual counseling sessions, we've come to the decision that 25 would really be the max of any activation sessions that would be allowed toward that number. That was the, I think that was the only thing besides if any of you would like to sign up to do activation sessions this coming week, we're offering something new. We're doing a pre-activation session before the activation sessions. And the thought behind that was to allow a space where people could get really, really clear on what their challenge was. Because if any of you have given activation sessions, the first question is, what is the challenge that if it was not present in your life, it would completely change your life. And we found in, in listening to some of the recordings, I found that a lot of time was spent in a spiritual counseling manner, determining what the challenge was going into it. And because we wanna keep it really, really clear as far as the envisioning and the embodying of the experience without the challenge during an activation session we're creating these opportunities for people to go into a pre-activation session to explore that and to do some homework and then to take the activation session within about 48 hours of having the pre-activation session so we're really excited about that because that's really going to create, I think it was the miss, well, it was the piece that was, um, that's really going to help us move forward with these activation sessions and move on to an acceleration session. Yeah, 
Thank you, Laurie. So, uh, yeah, I just had this real, it, it hadn't occurred to me before that people might consider getting most of their 111 sessions through activation sessions because I, I think that the activation sessions are extremely powerful for the counselors to have a greater understanding of the, the thought patterns of the people with their challenges, you know, and really identifying those and learning from those. But they are, because you're following a guided structure that I've downloaded from Spirit, it's, it's not as, uh, it's a different learning experience than being in a, in a counseling session that has no form to it, uh, like the activation session does. It's not guided. Um, anybody have any thoughts or questions about that? All right, great. Anybody have anything else that they'd like to bring up? Araba? You look beautiful in that color, by the way. Thank you. I just got off of a session right before this call. So. Great. My third one. So yeah. I have my schedule this week, and I'm excited. Yay. My question is, um, well, I, I don't know if it's really a question. I, I've written my bio and I've looked at it. I put it away for about a month. I looked at it again and worked on it with the intention of sending it forward. And I just got the strong sense that I didn't like any of it. And so I just sort of put it away. And I was wondering, I mean, there's a part of me I already know that if I really want feedback to make it better, then sending it out is the way to do it. Um, but is there, a, and I had hoped to talk with you when I had a session with you more about this. So in the process of establishing your practice and clients and who you are, your bio and setting these things up, are there, activities and prayers that will really support us in moving through the process? Well, that's a great question, Arva. So uh, I, what I sense is that um, many people have a challenge writing a bio if they've never written one before. And part of it comes from wanting to make it perfect. Uh, and that's totally understandable. And I, I think what makes a bio really perfect is that it's a clear expression of who you are and what your intention is so that people can read it and see your face and they will intuitively know if you're the person they're drawn to. So um, it's not about trying to appeal to everyone. It's more just really making it clear uh, where you are. And I, I think if you 
Have you read the bios on the page already, the other people? Yes, I, I started there. I read everyone's bio. I saw Lori's updated um, picture and bio. And that was nice because that gave me a sense too that, you know, I don't have to worry about it being perfect. I can change. It can change. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> so I was very thankful for that. And after doing so, I did write it. And then I put it away. Um, I've just been sitting with it. But um, maybe part of it is I'm not clear who I am at this moment in time. So. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, you're, you know, uh, we're, we're all uh, emerging from the cocoon, different states of metamorphosis, and uh, what strikes me with all the bios and the photos of our group is that people are so unique, and their bios really make clear their individuality. Mm -hmm. And that that's okay, it's a good thing. It really is uh, because there's, there's no, where none of us are the same in our personalities, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's valuable to also trust, you know, your students have been assigned to you, your clients have been assigned to you, and they're really just waiting for you to say yes. So I would suggest that you just put something up and you can always replace it if you'd like. And I'm sure there are other people in this group that would be happy to read it and give you feedback. Yeah, Lori's saying yes, and Linda's nodding her head, and I think everybody's nodding their head. So um, is there any particular thing in the bio specifically that you feel uncomfortable with or unsure about? That's a good question. Um, I think um, in the bio, I, 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 when I reread it, um, I got a sense that I was maybe revealing too much in terms of um, there. I talked about um, waiting for death, you know, and um, and how that had turned around for me. But just this idea that I'd sort of given up until the idea of suicide, and and it struck me that. That might not be the first thing that someone who would like to come to me for spiritual counseling would appreciate hearing or knowing. So that it what? might be. It might be what? Too much. Too much. Yeah, for some people it might be too much and some people it might be, oh, this is the one that uh, I can relate to because they're, they're dealing, they have dealt with the issues I'm dealing with now. Yeah, so one of the things I would encourage you to do is to, and maybe you've already done this, to sit down and just say, Spirit, you tell me. You tell me. What am I to share here? What, what is it? And maybe just make a list at first, you know, 
um, I'm a mom, I'm this, I'm that, you know, or whatever. Um, and then see what sentences come about each thing. And then see how to arrange them. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my spiritual counseling bio on the website, I wrote it a long time ago. I have no recollection of what it says right now. But I would imagine that it says some of what I believe or what I know about healing. And I, I do know that it's me standing in my own way. So um, I appreciate all the support um, from lots of people on this call and other people in the program who have, who are waiting for me to step up and get my students and my clients the ones that Spirit has already assigned to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it is spiritual arrogance to think that we're not ready. But it's also just understandable. This is the stuff that we're shedding. And we have to shed it so that we can be helpful, truly helpful to those who also wish to shed it. That's the way it works. You know? I, I, I have wept and wept and wept with gratitude for the... Um, the healing that my teachers have done. So that they could be my teacher. And uh, yeah. Your clients don't need you to be perfect. Well, I'm not perfect, so. <laughs> It's just about being present with love, being willing, non-judgmental. It really is so much that. Yes, as I, as I think about, and when I'm doing, have done the last few sessions, these first few, I should say, sessions with people, that's how it's felt that way. I think it is just an idea that as I move forward or if I'm receiving, like it feels like I'm practicing, so it's okay. I'm not asking for money. I'm just, I'm here to stand beside you. And I guess I, I'm unsure of, I have these ideas from the past about when there becomes an exchange of finances or money or flow that that somehow that that that, ch that changes it, it, something inside me feels like oh it just is like oh even though intellectually i know that it's not different in terms of my intention and the purpose yeah it it uh feels to me like there's a shedding of needing to be perfect, needing to be above reproach. And we're 
in a collaborative field or business and uh, it's going to be very, you know, and, and the word that keeps coming to me is creative, you know, that there's a creative expression to it. There's a, uh, a, a flow and so it's about really, really trusting spirit. And, uh, and maybe for you, Arba, it's really important to give up the need to get everything perfect and right. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, we were maybe in a Ascension Pathway class talking about something similar and talking and Angela was there with the baby and um, talking about how, you know, you can have the baby, uh, you, you clean the baby and read, you know, diaper the baby and dress the baby and all just perfect. And then you hold, pick her up and then she just poops an explosion that just flies out of the sides of the diaper and it, gets all over you and you've just both been cleaned. You're all squeaky clean in new outfits and now you have to just go start all over again, you know, and it's, um, it's just how life is. Nothing bad is happening. It's just, that's what babies do. Liquid poop flying all over the place. Have to just Accept the perfection of it. In the moment. Yeah, and you know it well. <laughs> Having raised children yourself. It always reminds me of Mr. Incredible in the first Incredibles movie, in the beginning, and he's talking, and he's like, yeah, I have to keep cleaning up the world. Like, I wish it would stay, you know, clean, you know. But it's all good. Thank you. I was, I feel very strongly supported and I just needed to hear it and to express it. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, good. I have to plug my computer in. Who in this group would like to do more sessions than you're currently doing? Linda, Carla. Not everybody's got their camera turned on. How about you, Elizabeth? Do you want to do more? Sue would like to do more. Lori would like to do more. I am, uh, I'm up to here with uh, my shit storm I've got going on. Okay. Oh, shoot's case. How did I get that? <laughs> oh. 
Can we hold anything in prayer with you, Elizabeth? Uh, wait a minute. I'm trying to get back to you. Um, hang on. Go go to the taskbar where the icon is and just yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I would like uh, uh, to choose all the right people um, uh, with divine guidance in order to make sure that that um, uh, this nightmare completes as soon as possible. I, I don't know anything about your nightmare, so. Oh. I have a condo and a garage in Shreveport, Louisiana, and um, uh, because of damage to the roof of the garage, it was in, in danger of collapsing, and now it's braced, and um, the whole side, the outside wall has to be rebuilt, and I'm still taking boxes out of it. It's just like uh, bigger than a bread box, but it's just a puzzle, and I'm very good at puzzles. Just like your Prius. I'm going to find a $1,000 solution instead of a $4,000 one. Boom. Boom. God's got it. God's got it. That's right. I'm doing the footwork, though. Yep. I understand. All right. So everybody would like more sessions. All right. Uh, and for next year, is everybody going to be a facilitator, Mastery Circle facilitator? Anybody not going to be? Elizabeth is not. Arba's not. Should we have been contacted already? Nobody's contacted me. Should we Anybody have? want to speak to that? Yeah, I just sent out an email um, uh, just a few hours ago to the folks that I know that I knew for certain were already um, saying that they would be committed to that. So it's it's coming very quickly. So you're already here. <laughs> and, and is there an email going to the folks that you don't know are committed? Um, that. Uh, you just addressed uh, earlier today and I um, addressed your comment. So that can go out as soon as that's ready. Okay, great. Do you need anything from me for that? Um, only to let Glazy know that it's okay to go, I guess. I can tell her. Great. <laughs> that email go out tomorrow then. Okay, good. Yeah, or Rico can send it today. Oh, that would be even better. Awesome. Yeah, have Rico send it today. Okay. All right, so then that answers your question, Carla. <laughs> Sue. This class in two say, say it again. Do we know yet what, what day and what time we're going to have this class next year? Are we going uh, and the reason I'm asking is our, our Course in Miracles group at the church wants to meet, um, you know, close to the time that... Yeah, you know, I was saying that I, I'd like to, if Phil would like to come, I'd like to see if we could move it to a time when Phil could come. Um, 
So maybe Laura, you can help us get that organized. Do you have any sense at all, Lori, when that might be, or does anybody else? We'll find out. We'll find to be continued. Okay. All right. Um, I uh, I know that everyone's going to everyone who would like to will have a, a fair amount to do with activation sessions. Uh, is anybody not doing activation sessions? <coughs> Elizabeth. Araba and Sue. So you're, you're not going to do that part of it? Yes, I, I would like to. You would like to. All right. Um, and you would like to too, Araba? Yes. I mean, but you're not, Elizabeth, because right now you're dealing with your, your lovely manure that you're planting in mm -hmm. that's right yeah great um uh i will have Kel reach out to you araba soon about talking to you about activation sessions and sue you've given activation sessions in the past correct yes great so um, all that's needed are, do you have times in Book It Like a Boss? Yes, mm -hmm. I do have, I have, I do have some time. Mm -hmm. Perfect, perfect. And if you need any assistance with that, just let me know. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Glory. So I do have a question. Um, you, you mentioned you're going to, um, you know, you're going to have some, uh, and I didn't understand the, the part about um, identifying the, um, the one thing that you want to change in your life. Is that, does that mean that you're going to train the people who are going to have activations and sessions? to think more about that or that you're going to uh, offer training to us as to how to call that forth. So those sessions that we're offering are, you know, at the beginning of the activation session script right. where we have them explore the challenge and we have them talk about how it's affecting their life. Right. The pre-activation session is going to concentrate on that and let them really journal about it. Jennifer's creating some homework for it. Oh. So by the time they get to the activation session and they're asked that question, they can just state it and they know what it is in that moment instead oh. of needing to take an extra half an hour to explore it with the counselor. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so next year, I am going to do more 
uh, keep doing more to promote the counselors. And if you have any additional ideas of ways to promote uh, yourselves as counselors, please let me know. I'm open to all ideas. Uh, I think we're very close to having the website template uh, where you could sign up for one and then have it made for you that, that uh, we've been working on all year getting those templates done. And uh, I think they're almost complete. And so then you can look at, is that something you'd like to do? Uh, and that'll be a support to you as well. I, I personally would really like it if everyone in Masterful Living was working with a spiritual counselor. Yeah. I really, really, it would just make everything much uh, more, the flow would be greater for everyone. And I have to say that in a lot of one-on-ones, that's what I recommend. Uh, but people are resistant. And so really praying, uh, I would encourage everyone to pray that all your clients are finding you, they're coming to you, and that they are ready to work with you. Uh, that, that you really pray on that. Uh, it's something I've prayed on a lot myself. Uh, and I certainly pray on it for people coming into our community that we're, uh, we're making ourselves ready to receive everyone who can be helped. And one of the prayers that I've had for many years is, God, please send to me anybody that I can uh, support and be helpful to make it easy for them to find me and to recognize whether or not we can uh, work together well. And so many people, when I ask them, so how did you find me? How did, how did we get to here? They're like, you know, I have no idea. It's I can't even, I ask myself that sometimes. So it's interesting. I know that spirit will absolutely find a way. Mm -hmm. How many of you have read The Surrender Experiment? Yeah, Sue. Did you read Arva? No, but I know Emily did. Yeah. How did you like it, Emily? Um, I, I feel obsessed with it. <laughs> Um, it's really phenomenal. I think that really helped um, just gain some clarity on how I'd like to surrender to spirit and guidance and just growing in trust and faith because trust and faith is something that I've been working with a lot lately um, in regards to when I mentioned that dark night of the soul experience and different things like that. So it was perfect for that. Great. Yeah. What about you, Sue? Oh, I can't unmute you now. I don't know why. Let's see. I loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. I thought it was just great. 
and uh, I I signed up for the the lessons that he has. I haven't had a chance to get into it yet, but uh, but I did sign up for it. He has um, videos, DVDs. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it now and I'm, it's just highlighting how much I have really just followed my guidance and that's been the greatest thing. Yeah. It's amazing, that trust and faith. Yeah. But pray to attract more clients. You know, and to be available for your clients to find you. To clear out all resistance, all sense of unworthiness. Okay. Yep. And um, for many of us, and this was me for, uh, you know, was I really had to strongly work with this idea that I needed to make something happen, that I needed to somehow be the superstar counselor. I had to let go of all those kinds of things and just be present with my clients in order to be truly helpful to them. And I really had to let go of trying to manipulate them or move them in some kind of direction um, to need anything from them. And so I, I thank God for the clients that helped me to, to work on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I'll say too, just because it popped into my mind, uh, one of the things that happens is, you know, I've worked with so many people, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Sometimes you work very intimately with somebody for years and then they just disappear. And you don't know why, and you don't know what's going on, and you just have to trust that all is well. And for me, I I I don't I don't feel guided to um, uh, it. It's a thin line sometimes between chasing someone and following up with them. So. Um, Spirit just that had me work on that because sometimes, you know, someone will come for, I've had many people come for one session that I might run into them years later and they're like, oh my God, that session totally changed my life. Um, or I could see, wow, it's really helping them in that present moment. But then I don't hear from them again. It's, you know, and I used to wonder, why is that? Am I doing something wrong? But then I realized, no, it's just the way it is. I do not know what anything is for. Yeah. And then other people who sometimes seem to be making very slow progress, very challenged to give up their perspective, um, they'll come every week for years, you know? So, and then there's, there's just all kinds. There's no two alike. So that's the main thing. 
is to make no meaning of it and to just be available, but also to call it forth and call it forth and call it forth. And to be okay with, it's our training too. It's our learning too. That's totally how it's supposed to be. All right, well, beautiful. So good to be together and Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, see you in the new year. And uh, Lori, if you can help me find out, uh, would Phil like to come? And is there, maybe we can send out a, a survey and just see <clears throat> where everybody is now, what would be the best time. But I think um, most months, the third Tuesday of the month is going to be still good for me for next year so we take this breath of love and gratitude once again so grateful and so thankful that we're answering the call so grateful and so thankful that love is leading us and guiding us and that our hearts are open and available to the insight to the wisdom to the clearing and the healing so grateful and so thankful to send out this clarion call this voice of love beckoning all of our clients to come and find us and to share in the healing to share in the expansion the letting go of all the blocks to love so grateful and so thankful that we can come together and be a healing truly helpful presence in this world so grateful so grateful so thankful so thankful in gratitude we let the healing be and so it is amen 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 and just as we're praying i'm just feeling connie and her family and blessing them and knowing that something greater is emerging there and that the love of god is surrounding them and enfolding them right where they are that they are blessed yes oh much love to you bye for now thanks so much nice to see everyone yeah, yeah. Uh, love you uh, thank you bye